Welcome to the second episode of the Mini Bar Podcast, where hospitality leaders come to chill and discuss the business. This is Pavlina from My Stay, your hospitality podcast bartender. Today on the menu is a talk with the CEO of Rise Up and co-founder and sales manager at the Hotel Resbot, Rita Varga. Rise Up is the artificial intelligence-driven career pathing platform empowering the travel industry professionals and organizations to ensure they get where they want in their career. The Rita's current second project is Hera by the Hotel Resbot, AI-powered email reservation assistant for hotels. Rita previously collected experiences at the sales and account management roles with organizations like Budget Places, Welling Airlines, Evelpro, Slash the Edge, and N4. She has been selected twice as Focus Right Young Leader 30 under 35. Rita is also a gold tier I'm Remarkable by Google, a trainer. And now, take your favorite drink, relax, and get some inspiration by Rita. So Rita, welcome into our podcast. Thank you, Pavlina. It's a pleasure to be here and uh, it's a nice mini bar. So <laughs> feel welcome already. Yay. I hope that I will shake some good questions for you. <laughs> Very well. I'll start straight away with the direct question. So where do you think that jobs and hotel industry are going? Oh, it's uh, it's a very interesting and really, first of all, deep dive into the whole topics and uh, transition that the last year brought um, to the industry, actually. Um, you know, um, we are always talking digitalization. We are talking about the fourth um, technical revolution, the fourth revolution of the industries, which is technologies. Um, we are talking about inclusion within the teams. One of my big um, sort of advocacy is stop the silos. So how do departments work together? And all these type of topics and, and agenda has been uh, brought to us closer and at a faster pace through the pandemics. And uh, so this is where we see shifts in roles, roles, you know, the typical wearing many hats. So um, if we are talking, for example, revenue management, that role of revenue management and forecasting has become the varying many hats and now entitled commercial analytics. Um, the background of um, hotel stuff has changed as well um, in requirements going more from, you know, the typical GM uh, from F&B background now is suddenly um, more sales orientated person or even a revenue management orientated person. So these these are the ships that are uh, becoming uh, more and more important, driven by technology, but also, you know, as, as you may know very well, as well service has become a crucial point and the digitalization of service has become a crucial point so there is there is a need on one side to uh, for people to understand technology and sort of have that hand for a combination of how technology can work uh, with humans and that's where I see a big shift both in the current operations, uh, but also a sh big, big shift in, um, in at hotel schools, so educational institutions. Mm -hmm. Very cool. 
So um, do you think that there are some positions that will be removed or replaced uh, from the current positions that uh, we know until now? Well, there there is already a big shift happening. So as I mentioned, uh, the positions of revenue management, um, even the positions in, in operations, housekeeping, um, there is a bigger... Uh, scale of skill sets that are definitely needed for each of the positions because of the shift that that the pandemic brought to us. Not only digitalization, but also um, in terms of, of service providing and also um, there are some um, opportunities for um, sort of embracing marketing and embracing um, uh, sort of PR work in in a, in a different way, um, embracing partnerships, more more partnerships between hotels, but also between hotels and tourism boards mm-hmm. and local uh, representation. So it's not it's not necessarily jobs disappearing. There is a general shift that is happening right now mm-hmm. in terms of skill sets and also capabilities that are needed for for a job. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the other side, do you think that uh, some new positions will be created? Not position like for more of, for example, receptionists, but the new role will become in uh, in the hotels? Yeah, well, that's that's again back for me to to the technology side. Uh, Technology is always there to enhance guest experience, to enhance experience, but also to, to support current stuff and uh, and we are sort of pushed into as hotels um, situations where we have to adjust our workforce so whilst um, in in pre-pandemic situations flexible work home office etc was not uh, was not in focus or not on the agenda at all now companies in order to move forward they are they are you know, pushed into this situation of uh, making flexible work and home office available. So definitely new positions are um, created and there to uh, both making those infrastructures possible within the hotel organization outside of the, the normal IT uh, infrastructure um, and also from uh, a people's and culture side uh, to make sure that people or teams within the hotel's operations are mentally uh, mentally uh, and, and also career-wise as a team uh, supported in order to be able to, you know, deal with daily operations, but also improve in their current roles as well and be able to adjust to new uh, trends, but also new situations. This podcast is brought by MyStay, the contactless solution for check-in, check-out, payments, e-keys and service apps all for hotels and all other travel accommodations. If you want to know how to slash reception costs by up to 85% without firing your receptionist, connect with me on LinkedIn or send me an email. I will share with you our 2020 case study.
what do you think that are the best skills uh, to have for future hospitality jobs? Are there better soft skills to have or hard skills? And in your opinion, which one would be the best to have? Well, for different uh, cases, different skills are needed, and that's definitely a big homework for every HR department or people's department to define which skill sets are needed for for each um, department. Um, you know, 2020, and this is not an overused word, but it, it, 2020 was the most human year possible. So uh, rather than skill sets, what I would say is important to embrace as leaders and embrace as people um, the sort of um, emotional ra rationalism. Mm -hmm. So empathy, embrace empathy, but still thinking strategically. Mm -hmm. And this is, I think, the biggest skill set and that sort of combination of assets that everyone has to adopt to to make the workplace more human. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, without humans, uh, uh, the, the operation wouldn't move forward either. I see. And uh, I know you worked for Infor and uh, Avelpro slash DH. Uh, mm -hmm for years uh, at the sales position, so you very often have been uh, in touch with hotels. So the question would be, how did you see the progress of hotels uh, during the time that you've been working, uh, when you're working with your Hera, uh, the hotel resbot? So any changes in that side? You, you mean in terms of operations or how they approach... Uh markets as such or distribution as such it's more about the careers and jobs and uh, how the let's say leaders are approaching their their employees there and how hotels let's say if they have been able to change from let's say old school older, um type of hospitality paper uh so much into um, let's say uh, a lot of us administration part into Bring the hands of their, let's say, guest experience managers, uh, receptionists, and so on, and giving them space. I don't know. How, how do you see that uh, involvement by using, for example, tech, uh, tech tools? Yeah, so definitely when I started... Um, because of the, um, as you mentioned, my distribution background, having a distribution system, a channel manager, um, any type of, um, you know, even booking engine. When I started, we did uh, um, a survey and over 40% of the hotels where I'm based here in Berlin didn't even have a booking engine. Can you imagine that nowadays? I, I could not. I could not imagine that the hotel wouldn't have an online booking engine. Um, we always spoke about, you know, the smallest property that we had was two rooms in the TV tower of, of Prague, actually, two apartments, luxury ones. And they used the booking engine and the channel manager to be able to maximize their their, their sales. Uh, but 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 back then it, it was it wasn't um it was something as an add-on rather than these days uh, booking engine channel manager and the pms are pretty much part of the tech stack from mm -hmm. the get-go 
Mm-hmm. So this is this is the gener- generic mindset. Um, the approach towards technology, and it, it is very much together with my own personal mission. I why I became a salesperson um, in the first place is a I wanted to be myself. Um, b I really my personal mission is to untackle people's challenges and solving them. So um, I always think that technology, especially pre-pandemic, was implemented wherever the pain and the challenge was so high that they wanted or, you know, hotels wanted or needed a system to cover that pain because human just couldn't couldn't deal with the amount of work or uh, there has been, you know, um, as I'm working now with artificial intelligence, artificial intelligence is pretty much there to do those tasks that are repetitive and that are boring and dismotivating people and making people leaving their workplace. So another aspect of it is in order for hotels not to lose their staff and not to lose money uh, because of retention or a rotation, uh, um, they they implemented technologies to save that money, to save that stuff. Now, fast forward 2020, you know, the pace of implementation and adopting technologies. And and I would love to hear your input on, you know, suddenly the impact of, of um, having the, the 10, 20, 30 or groups standing in, t- well, groups these days are very rare, except when we are in Dubai. But, uh, but you know, people standing in front of the, the reception and waiting for their cards and to be checked in, um, that sort of approach kind of went from, oh, but we wanted to talk to our guest uh, versus now it's we want to give the safest experience to our guest in order to, uh, you know, um, provide the best experience possible. So this is how fast paced the shift of mindsets, but also the shift of needs has changed in the past years. I uh, have to just agree with you, you know, this is our part of business and uh, this is why we created MyStay. So I also believe that, uh, well, yes, you can speak with your customer, with the guest, but without doing the administration. So talking to the uh, guest uh, by asking him the, the credit card or giving him a plastic card is not the right talk. They should do the different talk. But uh that might be, you know, we might be talking about this for hours. I would be more <laughs> keen about uh, where actually hospitality people can, uh, you know, grow their skills. Uh, are there some platforms to do that? I know that one of you, <laughs> one of that is yours, of course. But uh, mm-hmm. about some courses, schools, uh, are there some companies to learn or enrich? Uh, their own work? Should the general managers uh, somehow take care of their employees and, uh, you know, let them study from online course? Or what? what is the best recommendation from you to go for the getting better the skills, hard or soft skills, but also uh, in general um, education for hospitality, not just leaders, but uh, hospitality people working in hotels, but also the tech companies and so. 
Yeah, so the, the whole travel ecosystem is changing and the way we also approach education uh, but also talent acquisition has changed a lot, right? Um, so whilst L&D, so learning and development was an existing thing at hotels, now again, because there are teams that are working from home, but they still need to develop their skill set or adjust their skill sets, um, education is very important or becoming even more important. Another thing is um, you know, um, formerly, what what is Rise Up and and uh, our our company uh, has been a little bit earlier founded uh, than the pandemic kicked in. So uh, the back then the main challenge by hospitality companies, but the whole travel sector was. Um, how do I get qualified stuff into my hotel? You know, uh, for example, there was always a big, big challenge in, in Prague or in the Czech Republic, especially to get qualified stuff because everybody was so happy and comfortable in their jobs that it was pretty much a challenge to move move people out of their jobs and place them somewhere else. Um, and, and we thought that was a challenge. Now, pandemic kicked in. Um, a lot of people were uh, put on furlough or or they were made redundant. And these people either moved into different roles and reskilled themselves or they even completely left the industry, right? So now we people are faced, or hotels and hospitality companies are faced with an even bigger challenge is how do I get those qualified people back? Mm-hmm. And 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 this is where where you know you have to address different type of talent acquisition. And part of our mission is to recruit and and um, and find talent from under from underrepresented groups, um, from diverse groups, to be able to reflect uh, your guests even uh, from from different di- layers of diversity. Now. Um, Speaking of hospitality schools and hospitality education, um, we had a talk about a year ago when it was still early stages lockdown uh, with different hospitality schools, EHL, HTSI from Spain, um, Summit Education, La Roche, um, etc. And there was there was still you could feel the human element of these schools playing a huge part in the careers of their students. Now, uh, because of the shift and the digital shift as well, um, uh, the schools have been able to slowly also adapt. Um, and approach online education that in, in, in a way that is being still personalized and keeping their sort of student communities together. So there are different master classes, short courses, but even I'm, I'm a huge fan of micro learnings. So micro learnings courses provided by these big hospitality companies or hospitality schools that are approachable by everyone. Um, it was for them also an opportunity to realize um, that uh, sort of postgraduate courses or even refreshing courses for um, senior generations, sort of like a reverse mentoring type of uh, education was a possibility as well, because we need to adapt to new skill sets. Um, 
what Rise Up's mission and and sort of vision was or is also all about to be able to implement different resources that and and analyzing the skill sets of each individual in order to give the right recommendation where they have to develop. If, if we speak hard skills, but if we speak, speak soft skills as well. I see. Okay, that's very cool. And uh, <laughs> uh, how often do you think that people should study, uh, you know, or learn new things? Because in nowadays, a lot of things are happening and, you know, it goes left or right. So how, how often do you think that the employees should be involved with study process or education process? Look, I have a lot of um, talks with a lot of different companies and um, taking even that time within their working hours to be able to study, to be able to improve their skill sets. It's not only about improving skill sets and making um, stuff develop. It's also a combined exercise of team building because education happens in teams as well um as for the mental health of you know um even switching off every friday let's spend from two to half past three one and a half an hour with educational material so it it should be really implemented into the daily lives i see well i remember you told me that uh, when you have been working for i think it was dh or info that you have been promoted uh, from a sales manager, a sales to a sales manager, and you got your team. And uh, as you've been probably one of the best sales, then you jump into the leader of the sales, and you didn't know much where to take the skills of the leader of the team. So, how did you manage that time? And what would you recommend to people who appeared in that type of situation of being? Uh, front office manager and leading receptionists or getting into being general manager uh, or just being in tech company and just uh, get your uh, colleagues uh, in your team. So what would you recommend to become a good leader? In my career, and that's part also of, of my why and, and the founding journey of, of Rise Up, for the longest time I thought, because I have great skill sets, because of I speak seven languages and people see the opportunity in me, um, I'm kind of a great business developer um, as well. Um, people see the opportunity in me, so they will come and promote me or somebody is going to come and sort of save me as a mentor. And that never happened. You know, people don't go or your manager doesn't go or your boss doesn't go to you and say, Rita, I'm going to mentor you now. Or even just to have those types of conversation of like, how do you improve in your career as a leader versus how do you improve your career as a salesperson, right? Because it's hard skill being a salesperson, soft skill is leading a team. And with time, I realized that um, the key is actually in me. And I reached out to several people and I still keep on reaching out to people um, to to be able to um, being mentored 
mm-hmm. by others. So um, my my founding journey with with Hotairas Botera, um, our managing director Brendan May has been for the longest time one of my mentors. And he saw the opportunity in me and saw the skill sets, of course, that he is constantly on a daily basis um, enabling in me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why he, he asked me to be, be on board as well. But what I'm trying to say with all this is mentorship and mentoring is very important for everyone um, to reach out to people um, and to to get that unbiased, as much as it can be, unbiased advice and expertise um, to to become a better leader and to be able to progress in your career. Mm-hmm. So key. before you go to uh, to choose a mentor, you should have some um, some aims for yourself or some goals, or you create it with your mentor. How do you see that? Uh, it's always good to do the exercise first of this is where I stand. This is this is where I'm great at. This is where I want to go for myself. Um, and, and then reach out, but it, I think it's a combination again, it happens organically, uh, with the mentor. Mm -hmm. And of course, that's again, one thing that we are approaching with rise up this guided career pathing or learning journey. So that that you get based on your skill sets and analysis and the recommendation of where the journey can go. Because of course, sometimes um, people don't think outside of the box, and there are you know there are great people in travel technology that are coming from the hospitality sector, but um, hospitality people with hospitality background never think or sometimes don't think that they could have a career in technology because it's related with the buzzword, oh my God, technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's analyzing the skill sets and say, oh, you could be actually great in this and this role. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that they think by themselves. It's it's something that is based on their skills, either a person tells them or a machine tells them that maybe you should look into this, right? It's cool. I um based on that I have a two questions. First yes. one is how to choose the best mentor. Oh. <laughs> I I don't think there is the best mentor. There is I don't think I be, I don't like believe a good in the mentor best for yourself for your <laughs> thing you yeah. want. Communication, communication, communication. Um think outside of the box. Um sometimes the person that is more it, it that doesn't look at all like you. Mm-hmm. is the best person of reference okay. it's more based on behavioral traits rather than than you know i'm a graphic designer you are a graphic designer let's match okay but it's also definitely a process and and i would also recommend because we are humans at the end of the day relation and we are in relationships um it's better to call a day when a relationship is dried out or it doesn't work and restart than sort of always knocking on the door and trying to force something that is clearly not working. 
Mm-hmm. And where do you think that uh, I should search for my mentor or the one I think is good? Is it LinkedIn uh, or should I ask someone? Um, definitely social media is, uh, is uh, I would even say Instagram is a great, great way these days to connect with your peers. But but of course LinkedIn um, at Rise Up we for example do uh, mentorship programs guided ones and mentor searching uh, within the platform uh, that that you have available and 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 the skills analysis in fact before you start your journey um, but always reaching out to people whichever way networking um you find someone you know i best example pavlina i'm talking to that person i saw you speaking last march or february what is end of february at the at our event in prague and i was like i want to be surrounded by this woman because i don't know how someone can speak so confidently can pull off a cartwheel on a stage and and just you know, being so powerful, I want to be surrounded by that woman. So I, I, you know, in our, at our pace, I'm looking at you, um, and, and staying in contact with you to be able to grasp the energy and, and using you as a mentor unconsciously. Well, thank you very much, Rita. I didn't know that your feelings about that, but thanks a lot. I really enjoyed the event, by the way. A uh, lot of interesting uh, men and women were there. So I hope to be able to jump in another uh, online or offline meeting like this because it's very important to be there also for people and share the the skills. And as you said, also the energy, it's uh, very much vibrating in these times when people are still back home and uh, they need something and that something is energy and vision. So that could be very important. And uh, in general, uh, that, was, that would be the question number two is, there is a lot of tech going on in these days and it's necessary to study it and learn it and so on. But every day there is something new and it's hard to you know keep going with, uh, the, with the new trends. And sometimes you don't know what's going to stay alive and what's not. So for example, five, six years ago, when we started to develop, it was eight years ago, when we started to develop the mobile apps for hotels, it was sort of like, no, 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 this is a buzzword, it won't work. Uh, But at the end, we ended up with online check-ins and checkouts. But I understand those people six, seven years ago when they said, oh, I don't want to learn anything new because there are so many things coming, going on. So how to actually study a tech to be in the good balance of what I really need to know, but don't get crazy because there are so many things to learn about it. So uh, is also, for example, Rise Up helping with that? Or uh, is it more about uh, people should learn it somewhere else? There are other marketplaces or platforms where they should study it. Well, there are definitely, there is an overload of resources now, you know, um, 
just going into different platforms, um, even, you know, it's something prestigious as focus ride where you had to travel miles and miles and miles to another continent even they are doing amazing analytical trend-based events for the travel and hospitality industry online so that's a big blessing i think for all of us i participated for the first time online at the focus right event of course and it was just a blessing to see to see the new trends going on uh, but um so i th that's again i can relate to my own learning journey um i was always uh, responsible for german speaking markets central eastern european markets but um what i saw uh, different in being in one market that was different in another market but there has been many points many touch points where markets could benchmark from each other and and i think these are the common pain points and the common solutions that are you know staying on because they represent such a huge challenge for many different markets mm. right um, because again, the end of the day, we are humans and travelers are humans and we are solving travelers challenges and enhancing their experiences. Um, and definitely with, with time, I was also able to sort of filter what could be based on may based on the many resources, newspapers, um, uh, events, um, now that they're going on live events, webinars, classes, groups, filter for myself, what is actually my opinion mm -hmm. on things and where I see because be, just because something is trendy, and stays on, it doesn't really mean that it's a real solution as well. Right. Correct. So there is a category. We have a, um, a weekly broadcast called Revenue Hacks. We often use the word sexy tech because these represent for us solutions that are not really life saving, but because it's painted in very sexy colors, um, people are just biting on it. And it doesn't really neither solve challenges in haze experience or creating additional revenue it's just sexy tech. so um you would be able to 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 filter that out with time um but you definitely need to look out of outside of your own market and your own space what is going on in the world and different parts of the world i see um but it's also, you know, um, with Rise Up, we are a technology company, um, but based on a community. And it's, that community is very strong um, and it's based on the experience of, you know, representation of underrepresented diverse communities. Um, and for instance, for women, one of the number one challenges is asking questions on solutions, asking questions that are related to unknown zones. And luckily we were able to build that sort of safe space when a hotelier 
is able to reach out to a person in trouble tech without the fear of you know being tagged or used is just um, a safe space to exchange thoughts so whatever you are not asking in the meeting from your colleagues you come to the community the social network side of um, rise up and ask your question and then you get it answered from different resources within the travel ecosystem cool well uh, there would be also the question so if i'm not from hospitality and i would like to understand more the industry because i want to apply the job or anything like that maybe after covid but what uh they should learn as first thing what is the most important thing to learn well it, it depends on which which part of the organizations are coming in because just as much as um, there are transferable skills from hospitality of outside of the industry there are uh, transferable skills from sort of like an e-commerce um, aspect or, or you know, um, th there are definitely a lot of people that are coming in from business schools into the into the tech space. So they are already being, bringing that sort of, I think in travel tech, the most important skill is to understand processes and understand where we go from A to B and how we get there and make that connection. And as soon as people are capable to understand sort of the process side of things, then then you are um, able to build a better big picture. I see, I see. And uh, you've mentioned in the beginning that those skills that should be uh, capable for everyone or everyone should learn that is sales and revenue. So also maybe information for me, if I want to get better into those parts, where I should go, what should I search for? Uh, process of the ask questions. Again, again, this is this is different sources. <laughs> Google is your friend. <laughs> Never fails. <laughs> um, that's A, but also reaching out to everyone in the industry, especially these days. People are so welcoming and open to share information with you. We are now we now have to work together more than ever in order to move forward. So don't don't be afraid to, to reach out uh, to somebody else uh, from the industry or within the company even. We did a very nice um, uh, program last year called Match and Mentor, where companies were hiring uh, from outside of the industry or tech companies were hiring um, from within the hospitality space of people who have been made redundant uh, through their jobs. And um, we established a mentorship program where there was one or several reference people, mentors, that were um, in charge of onboarding, mentoring uh, for three months of that person. Mm -hmm. I see. Okay. And uh, if you would recommend some other industries than hospitality, that hospitality should uh, look at and take some ideas so that they are further than the hospitality, what they would be? Hospitality as such, I would just say... Um, is very much behind a lot of industries. Um, there is always definitely benchmark uh, to to other spaces, uh, but it's more um, about you know adopting because we are a people's business. 
it's adopting technologies um, part of even looking at ourselves or how comfortable we are with using um, Google Translate on a daily basis, but we are concerned within our own operations about data protection uh, within our PMS. You know, it's it's even our day-to-day -day life is a great example of adopting uh, technologies and, and growing. I see. So what would be the one industry that you would recommend? I wouldn't, I wouldn't especially recommend. I mean, for me, again, another uh, opportunity that I see is um, an industry um, that is adopting artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. And the way they adopt artificial intelligence and to make it um, in practice uh, within um, the operations, day-to-day -day operations of their organization. So whether that is uh, medical or even, you know, even within the music business, they started to use uh, artificial intelligence. Very cool. Well, that's a good tip. Uh, very cool. And Actually, uh, <laughs> If I go to a little bit of, let's say, new jobs and uh, exchanging positions, so about automations and stuff like that, we skip uh, from Rise Up to to your Hera. So could you introduce Hera uh, via, for example, Elevator Pitch? So what is what is it doing? <laughs> elevator. We're at the minibar, Pavlina. <laughs> do people do we do <laughs> an elevator pitch? Come on, yes, always. Pitch, pitch, pitch. Um, well, Hera um, is hotel email reservation assistant, and we are an artificial intelligence-based um, reservation assistant for hotels, restaurants, uh, but also we are and now launching our uh, travel agent uh, reservation assistant. So we are able uh, to translate and implement uh, travel agent bookings within hotel operations. Cool. So um, there is some email that comes to reservations. Um, so then the guest is asking something. It's not a chatbot, but it's automatically replying the right answer to that guest. Do I understand correct? Um, there is a possibility. So basically, the guest is writing to the hotel, mm -hmm. and um, either with the help or without the help of the reservation agent, um, we answer and also convert. Though, if in case there is a booking request, um, requests into bookings. So there is a possibility of assisted. Um, assisted processes uh, which enables you know um, saving a lot of time for reservation especially in a flexible and remote environment to look up data availability on pms or the booking engine and then sending offer back you know all these back and forth communication but the biggest challenge that we found with you know especially these days is the lack of manpower um, you know, the guest experience is just lacking in terms of meeting service goals because by the time you get actually to answer a reservation request, that guest already booked on booking.com 10 times. I see. All right. So what do you think is the next big thing in hospitality, Rita? Well, I think 
any technology that is enhancing ex experience, but at the same time um, enabling hotel operations to go more smoothly are the right ones now. It's not um, right now, especially about, again, I, I like to use the word the, the sexy. It's more about efficiency and making um, sustainable choices for your teams. Very cool. Last two questions I'm really interested in. Uh, is there some funny story from your hospitality career that you would share? Oh, I love to share this one. It's it's never getting old and I really love to repeat. Uh, my first job, I started to work on, I'm from Hungary, and uh, I started to work at the main train station representing two hotel chains. Um that have now become long-lasting partnerships throughout my career. So we used to take in pairs uh, trains from the train station to the borders of Hungary and taking the trains back on the way back. This is pretty much pre-OTAs. Mm -hmm. And we used to sell accommodation to tourists that or travelers that were coming into the country. So it was for me still the best hospitality experience that I had because you, you dealt with, you know, that spontaneousness, um, getting rid of your boundaries very quickly because you, you had a limited time. The train was not stopping, right? And it took one and a half an hour, two hours. You had to go through that train. And, and you saw literally I'm getting up, of the, getting out of the train and 30 people like ducks walking behind me. And all the train stations are, who is that girl who takes the, the tourists? Because I was, you know, um, average rate, 90 euros for a double room in Budapest. People were walking behind me, uh, placing them into transfers and taking them onto onto their hotels was kind of the most exciting experience of my career. Very cool, very cool. Then the last question would be, what is your favorite cocktail as we are in the minibar? Oh, these days I'm very pregnant, so I'm taking the Virgin Mary, but pretty much the Bloody Mary would do for me anytime. Wow, that's super cool. So hopefully one day we will take a Bloody Mary again once we are meeting at some event. So Rita, thank you very much for being here with us in our The Mini Bar podcast and looking forward to the next meetups. Thank you so much. Thank you for welcoming into your space. Next drinks in minibar will be served with Deso Mahoney. While talking about the story behind the book assist, the importance of honesty in a company, hospitality changes after COVID, and many more, in the episode called From Decades of Entrepreneurship to the Big Acquisition. If you liked our Today Minibar podcast, don't forget to rate it and subscribe to the channel in your podcast application so you don't miss any new episodes with inspirational hospitality professionals, their stories, and new ideas. Or if you want to know how to slash reception costs by up to 85% without firing receptionist, send me a message on LinkedIn or by email. So until next time, guys.